Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over some lesser known aspects of variable speed pumps. So I'm going to get a little bit into the weeds here in this episode and go over some things that you may not know about variable speed pumps, or if you're new to the industry or new to pools in general, this will be a good prepper for those little details that you may not find in the manual and you may not find the salesperson telling you when you buy the VS pump. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. One thing you'll find in your area maybe, like in my area in Southern California, is that a lot of times when they remove the single speed pump, the single speed pump uses an automatic timer to control the pump. As you know, with a single speed pump, it's controlled by an automatic timer. So a lot of times the installer will just remove the single speed pump and then they'll wire the variable speed pump into the same circuit basically as the automatic timers there. So whatever was controlling the regular speed pump, they're going to use the same conduit connected to the VS pump and the intermatic timer is still connected at the particular equipment pad. Now, I don't know, there's nothing really technically wrong with this. This has been done for a long time because, to be completely honest, it's just the easiest way to swap out a single speed pump and a variable speed pump without doing a lot of rewiring. So basically, again, the intermatic timer is that time, time clock in the gray box with the yellow dial, and it's controlling the single speed pump with an on-off tripper. There's an on-tripper, And there's an off tripper, and this is what sets the time for the single speed pump to come on. So maybe your single speed pump came on at 7 a.m. There's an on tripper there, and it came, it turned off at 3 p.m. There's an off tripper. But as you know, the variable speed pump is actually controlled by the programming or the controller on the back of the pump, known as the drive. There's, you know, there's usually a time built in timer to the VS pump where you can program the times on there. So you don't really need the intermatic timer. You don't need the on-off trippers to turn on the VS pump because it has a built-in timer on the back of it. So how can you connect it to an intermatic timer like a lot of installations here in California and still use the VS pump timer on the back? It's really simple. You'll just turn the intermatic timer to the on position and you're going to remove the on-off trippers and that intermatic timer is going to be on all the time. And then since you remove the on-off tripper, the off tripper specifically is what would turn off the timer. And this would actually, if you leave the off tripper on there, it'll actually turn off the VS pump and you'll lose power to the pump. And sometimes there's a battery backup that'll keep the programming for 24 hours or 48 hours, but sometimes not on the cheaper versions of these. And so you want to make sure that if you do have it connected to an automatic timer, which is very common in my area, so in California, it's not wired directly in, it's connected to the timer still, then you take that off tripper off and you put the little silver uh, switch to on 
and leave it on and don't turn that off. So it's kind of one of those things where it's just easy and common to do. Probably not the best setup because I've had pools where the customer turned off the timer and this is this turns off the pump itself also. But you may want to just seal that box. What I'll do is I'll lock it or I'll put something through the little thing so they can't open it up. Not necessarily put a lock on there, but you can put like a paper clip through there or something so the customer won't be able to open up the timer box and mess with that timer. Now here's something that a lot of people don't tell you when you switch from a single speed pump to a VS pump. Because a lot of times that intermag timer is also controlling a salt water system. Not necessarily the Polaris or booster pump because that usually has a separate intermatic timer. But your salt water generator is typically wired into to the intermatic timer. The you know everything is together basically. So when the pool pump turns off, the salt water generator turns off. So what you're gonna have to do now that you have the VS pump connected is to either one wire that directly and use that timer for the salt system only. Or two, add a secondary intermatic timer that controls the salt water generator. And then you're going to have to set the VS pump to where when that's running, the intermatic timer on off switches are going to activate the salt water system and have that running at the same time. Now, if you have an automated system, all of this is not going to be a problem because there's relays in there and you would just wire the salt water generator to one relay wire the VS pump to another and the automatic system or the automated system, I should say, like a Jandy Aqualink or an Easy Touch, will control both of these devices and act as the primary timer for the pool pump and the saltwater generator. You can even put in a booster pump. And that's why a lot of times at a variable speed pump, it's always easier to put that in if you have an automated system versus just an automatic timer with a standalone pump especially if you have a salt system also. Now, of course, there's an easy way to bypass all of this also without going to full automation. You can buy a variable speed pump that has auxiliary relays in the back. One that comes to mind that's really an industry leader in this is the Jandy FlowPro VS pump. They come with two auxiliary relays in the back. And with the new SpeedSet controller, it makes this whole thing about having a separate timer for the salt system and by the way, the reason why you need to have a separate timer and have the salt system turn off is that it could get really hot if it's running and the pool's off and the salt system's still trying to generate. The cell could heat up. And I've seen pictures of the salt cell actually exploding because it's, it's running and it doesn't know that it's not actually flowing. So it's really important that the salt water generator will turn off when the VS pump turns off. The problem is if there's a power outage, you have to reset that intermatic timer to make sure you have it all lined up together with the VS pump. The VS pump should have a battery backup. And so if the power goes out, it's not going to lose its programming. But the intermatic timer dial is not going to be set still in the same position. Kind of the same thing that you have to do when you have a power. You've got to reset your microwave time and you have to reset the oven time to match up because they lost power. So the same thing with the intermatic timer. So back to the auxiliary relays. I know it went kind of on a rabbit trail there. But the auxiliary relays act as secondary timers, basically, for these devices. So the Jandy FlowPro VS pump with the auxiliary relay in the back, built into the pump itself, I should say. So if you open up the back of the pump, you have the wiring for the VS pump, and then you have one or two auxiliary relays, depending on which manufactured pump you have. 
And so technically you would wire the saltwater system to an auxiliary relay. And then when the pump turns off, the salt system will turn off. Or when the pump is at a lower RPM, the salt system remains off until you get to the RPM that you want the salt system to come on at. Generally, you would want your pool running at about 1800 RPMs, 2000 RPMs, something like that. And then the salt water system turns on and produces. Once you go into like a low mode of, you know, 1600 RPMs, the salt water system will turn off. So it's a great way to regulate the salt water system without having a separate timer because you have everything in the back of the auxiliary relays and the pump and you would just wire that to there. Same thing with a Polaris cleaner. You can wire the booster pump to another auxiliary relay, and with the speed set, you can set auxiliary relay one for the salt system, and then auxiliary relay two for the Polaris cleaner, pressure side cleaner, and then when the pump gets a certain speed, it'll turn off, and when it gets to a certain speed, it'll turn on. When it gets a certain RPM, it'll turn on, and then when the pump turns off, those systems will turn off as well. So I would say that if you do have a standalone single speed pump, you don't have an automated panel and you wanted to have a saltwater system or if you have a Polaris booster pump, you don't want to be adding another timer to your equipment or you don't want to wire the VS pump directly in. You definitely would want to get a VS pump that has auxiliary relay. So when you're looking at the description of the pump, make sure you see somewhere in there that says, you know, auxiliary relays one or two. And that way you know that if you do have a saltwater generator, you can easily connect it to the VS pump and that'll act as your timer. I hope that makes sense because it is kind of confusing. Sometimes people will install the VS pump in an intermatic timer, but then when the VS pump turns off, the saltwater generator is still on. You'll see all the lights on on the system, which is not a good thing because again, that cell can overheat and it can actually explode. So you want to make sure you have that those timers separated. Another thing that a lot of the salesmen don't tell you and they may not know this particularly because this is something that a lot of people don't think about or realize or they don't look at the manual closely enough to understand this. But if you have a pool that's on a 120 volt circuit, which is a single breaker, typically if you have a one horsepower pump or less, you're on a 120 volt breaker. And you can tell the difference pretty easily because a 230 volt breaker will have, or 230, 220, 240 volt breaker will have a double breaker together kind of connected and then the 120 volt breaker 110 volt breaker will have just a single breaker just like a you know regular bedroom breaker so basically if you have a one horsepower pump and you're running on 120 volts you can get a 2.7 horsepower vs pump because most of those have dual voltage and you're looking for dual voltage sometimes when you're installing it to make it easy but most VS pumps already come standard now with dual voltage, which means that the pump will actually modulate the voltage based on which which voltage is connected to it without you doing any kind of fancy wiring. So if you do buy, let's say you buy a 2.7 horsepower Pentair Whisperflow pump, and you connect it to your 120 volt uh, system, what's going to happen is that pump is actually not going to be running at 2.7 horsepower. And this goes for just about every brand. I think it goes for every brand, I should say, of 2.7 dual voltage horsepower pumps. You're actually going to be running at about 1.5 horsepower, maybe a little more, maybe a little less, because that voltage can't really run that pump at 2.7 total horsepower. And so it's going to modulate itself down to a lower horsepower. So you're basically wasting money if you have a 120 volt breaker and you're getting rid of your one horsepower pump 
there's really no reason to buy anything above a 1.85 horsepower. 1.65 horsepower is pretty safe bet that the voltage is not going to be modulated. And definitely look into this carefully because a lot of people spend way too much money on a pump over buying total horsepower, thinking that they're going to get the 2.7 horsepower from their system, which they're not going to get unless they are on a 230 volt system. And then, of course, you're going to get the full 2.7 horsepower because there's enough voltage going to it so that the pump can actually have that horsepower, total horsepower output. So again, if you have a 120 volt breaker, a single breaker, and you have your pump connected to it, you don't want to get a VS pump over 1.5, 1.65, or 1.85 total horsepower because then if you're getting into the two horsepower category, it's just going to modulate the horsepower down and you're going to be spending more money on a pump that is unnecessary for you. The dual voltage is great because it gives you the option of just connecting a pump. Let's say you get a 1.85 horsepower pump. There's no need to worry about the wiring because the pump will just know that it's 120 or 230 volts. Not a big deal. And it's something that makes installing these pumps easy. Just understand that if you do install, again, a higher horsepower that's dual voltage, you're not going to get the full total horsepower unless you have a 230 volt breaker that's running that particular pool pump. If you're familiar with single speed pumps, you know that a lot of times the bearings start to go out and the pumps start to squeak and squeal like a pig and it gets really, really, really loud. You can hear it sometimes while you're in the driveway. You know, I had this one account that was probably the pool was 100 yards from the front or maybe more. So I parked there. I got out of my truck and I can hear already that squealing noise that you hear when the bearings are going bad in that pump. And it can get extremely loud to where the neighbors actually call the city and complain. I've had customers have the city come out there because the code enforcement, because the pump got so loud. Now, something that they don't tell you, and I think this is something that's important, is that when the weather is really cold out there, a lot of times the VS pumps, when they're starting up, are going to squeal and sound a lot like the bearings are going out. Now, don't worry because in most cases, it's probably not the bearings going out because VS pumps last a very long time and they seem to last extremely long as far as the bearings compared to a single speed pump, mainly because it's not running at full speed all the time. So if you do hear the squealing and you, you know, your pump squealing, definitely check the temperature. If it's like 40 degrees out or 35 degrees out, it's very possible that it's just squealing because of the cold weather. And it's not squealing because the bearings are going out. You know, later in the year, May or June, when it's pretty warm, you won't hear that noise and you'll realize that it's just weather related. And don't replace your pump. Don't replace the motor on the back, I should say too, because that's probably not the problem. Just let the weather warm up. And usually after about five minutes of running, the squealing will go away and you're not going to hear it anymore. Now, if the bearings are really going out in the pump, you're going to hear that squealing constantly. But only for a brief time will that happen, usually with a VS pump, when it starts up on a cold day. So notice, know the difference between a single speed pump with the bearings going out and a VS pump just starting up on a cold day. And I think one last thing that's really important to note is that a lot of times when you're connecting the VS pump to an automated system, the screen on back will no longer be active. You can't control the pump from the screen. Everything is done through the automated panel whether it be a Hayward, Jandy, or Pentair panel, and the screen doesn't operate. Now, there's an exception to this if you have it hooked up to an easy touch panel. Let's say these are older Pentair panels. When you put it in timeout mode or service mode, 
the actual controller on the back will activate again. You can actually control the pump from that panel on the back. Now, of course, Jandy's new Speedset pump controller actually has a pass-through, and so that will actually allow you to activate the equipment from the actual control pad on the back of the pump versus having to use the Aqualink system, which sometimes you can't even access because it's in the customer's house, you know, maybe in their bedroom wall or living room wall. So I really like the fact that the Speedset has a pass-through, so you can actually use that controller on back. But in most cases, that controller on back is not going to be active. In some cases, it'll be blank, and everything is run by the automated system at that point. So just be aware that there are some occasions where the panel, on the controller in the back will be activated. Again, if you have a Pentair Easy Touch or an IntelliTouch system, if you go to put it in timeout or service mode, you'll notice that you'll have to engage the pump from the actual VS pump panel on the back of the pump. But usually, again, it, once you have a connected automated panel, you can't access the controller on the back of the pump. So keep that in mind that, you know, when you have an automated system, in most cases, that's running the system and the pump controller timer is just blank or not working on the back of that particular pump. If you're looking for other podcasts I have recorded, you can find those on my website, swimmingprolearning.com. On, the, on my website, there's a podcast banner. Click on that and then over 1,300 podcasts will be available for you. And if you're interested in the coaching program that I offer, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week and God bless. Real quick. If you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.